Hey, 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 and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today we're going to dive into seven tips to close out the year for your business. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Before we start talking about that topic, I have some life updates and different things that I'm going to share with you. One of which is that I got a DM from Jenna Kutcher. What? Okay, so many of you know Jenna Kutcher is pretty much amazing. She is an entrepreneur, educator, former photographer, and so much more. She runs a podcast called The Gold Digger Podcast, G-O-A-L, Gold Digger Podcast. And she's just an amazing woman inside and out and crazy business-minded. And as I'm sure a lot of women do, I feel like I can really relate to a lot of different aspects of her journey. So I saw in her stories on Instagram the other day that she was talking about Coco and how Coco's turning four next week and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, what? My daughter's turning three next week. And so I messaged her. I was like, what day? Is it the 16th? And she's like, yeah, that's Coco's birthday. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy because that's my daughter's birthday. So just a fun little tidbit there. But... (laughs) In other news, Meredith is turning three later this week, and I cannot believe that I have a three-year-old. And this is coming from someone who's went through ebbs and flows of different journeys within motherhood. So initially, I was like, I'm going to have 20 billion kids. Like when I was a child, I had tons of dolls, and I just loved naming them. So I just figured I'd have like 10 kids so I could use up all the names I created. One of my favorite boy names was Matthew, I remember as a child. And one of my favorite girl names was Kala, just C-A-L-L-A. I still like the name Matthew, don't get me wrong, but Kala was a little bit too unique for me. It kind of just seemed like bland or taupe. But then we got married and I had a couple surgeries and like had different things and the chances of me getting pregnant seemed pretty slim. So Philip and I, my husband, we were pretty accepting of the fact that we would just never have children and we were okay with that. And then fast forward to the finding out that we were pregnant and having a baby and now I have a three-year-old when the majority of my adult life, if not all of my adult life, I didn't anticipate having children. So it's wild to me that I have a three-year-old, that she is literally my mini me. Like she, I look at her and I see myself. It's kind of trippy. And she's just, she's just so, so fun. She has a wild and crazy personality. Again, all her own, but so many similarities to me. And it's just, it's just crazy. And I think the moment I realized it was the most crazy was when she started doing like doing things and answering questions in a different way than I would. I was like, whoa, trippy, this little girl who looks just like me, who seems to be just like me, has her own mind. And I just love it. I love seeing it grow and blossom. So happy third birthday, baby girl, if you're ever older and you listen to this. 
I'm just so excited to celebrate with her. We have a birthday party planned for Saturday and we're doing a three ring circus because she's turning three and it's going to be uber cute. So hop over to social media, uh, Katie Murray Photography on Instagram to see some of the behind the scenes of that and also some of the, you know, end results and the decor. But that's kind of just the life update we have going on. I'm coming out of a transition of being pretty sick. So you can probably still hear it in my voice. And I'll have to pause every so often to kind of take a drink and refresh and cough it out because that's the life I'm living right now. But I want to dive into this topic. I'm super excited to talk about this. I love the business side of everything and administrative duties of owning a business. And so this topic is awesome because it speaks to that passion of mine. So seven tips for closing out the year of business. My first tip is reporting. We always close out our expense report and mileage report at the end of the year. We run on a calendar year, so January to December. It keeps things obviously pretty easy. And we work on these reportings like the expense report and profit loss and everything in mileage report throughout the year. So throughout the year, we're, you know, hitting on these things, updating mileage reports. That way we don't have a ton of things to catch up on at the end of the year. Because if I did my mileage report for 12 months at December, I would probably lose my mind. I usually make it to at least August or September and then roll into the busier months like October, November, and December. That way, at least I'm caught up through at least August, if not September, and I only have a couple more months to fill out. This last year, one of our team members took this off my plate, which has been really, really amazing. I'll probably close out the books for the last three months for the final quarter, but they were able to knock out a ton of this throughout the year, even when I stayed busy, which was super, super helpful. We finalize all of our reporting by December 31 so that when the new year hits, we're just ready to roll into the new year. And that way, once we receive our tax forms and everything from our jobs, we can just put everything over to our accountant and get it done pretty rapidly and get ahead of the tax season. Because by then, we're already rolling into spring and all of our spring sessions. So we really try to knock out all that reporting ahead of time. And I'm going to be completely honest, I haven't done it yet. (laughs) At the time of this recording, we're halfway through or just under halfway through December and I still have that on my plate. But knowing that I've got it through to October, I'm not too concerned just because that'll be a small bite to chew. But I also know that December slows down for me in regards of portrait sessions. So it's not like I'm going to have a big editing queue or anything like that. So it's okay if you haven't done it yet, but just definitely tie up that loose end before the new year. The second tip that I have for you is knock out any back burner items. So these can be like large projects or small tedious things, but you want to enter the new year with a clean slate so that you can start fresh and start tackling new items as they come. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't postpone some of your bigger items or some of those back burner projects, but whatever you can knock out now, you definitely should. Most of us are rolling into a bit of a slower season after the holidays. And so it's important to want to just like tackle these best you can so that you can have some creative freedom during the slow season to just let your mind wander and come up with new things, work on projects, stuff like that. So for me, I always just want to knock out any of my big back burner items. Now, I know that like we're launching more courses coming in the new year. And that would kind of be one of my back burner items. However, that's also a project that has a deadline 
into the first quarter of next year. So that one doesn't have to be rushed on my end. But other small things like cleaning up my CRM and just making sure that I've printed and solidified all contracts for the year and stuff like that do need to get done sooner than later. Spend some time reviewing your year. Did you meet your financial goals? Did you meet your time management goals? What did you do well? What could you do better? Will the new year come with new endeavors? Will you increase your pricing? Will you make changes on your offerings? This is definitely twofold because while I said we weren't necessarily focusing on goals for the new year, it is very important to reflect on the past year so that you know kind of where you want to go and where you want to take things and how you want to take them there. So if you met your financial goals, does that mean that you're going to increase your pricing so that you can meet your next goals? Are you going to plateau and focus those efforts on something else? How was time management? Did you find like did you find that you were balancing work, life, and home well? Like just things like that. Like think about that and think about how you can maybe improve them coming into the new year. Maybe take away some offerings that you didn't like or add offerings that you found out you did like. I say this a lot, but I don't enjoy doing cake smashes, so those will never come back. But I've obviously made a big transition into brand photos, and I really, really enjoy that. Uh, The other thing that I'm not as good at is photographing children. Well, I take that back. I'm really good at photographing children, but it's not where I find most of my joy. So in this season, I'm reflecting on if I should still be offering family photos or not in 2023 and 2024. It might be a good time for me to transition away from that. And that might be something that you need to consider as well. What do you need to leave in the old year and what do you want to bring into the new year? My fourth tip is cleaning up your digital world. So close out any items in your CRMs, your client relationship management tools, delete any untouched clients, follow up on everything in your inbox so that you enter the new year with a clean inbox. If you're already doing these things, then this should be a super quick and easy check-in. Deleting old files, old clients, mocks, Google Drive, hard drives, cleaning everything out and getting set up for a fresh start. Now, I will say that our CRM is fairly clean, But every so often I forget to delete an inquiry client who like turns down one of my quotes or something. And so it's important to go back and make sure I eventually remove them. Again, I try to do this as it happens. So if a client declines the quote or whatever, then I move them into just inquiry only and remove them from my CRM. But you know, there's busy days and busy times when you don't get around to those kind of things. So making sure that you clean that up. I also have some returning clients who don't utilize my portal as much as they could just because they've already been through it so many times with me. So cleaning that up is super important because that way you just have a fresh clean slate. Now my fifth tip is a little bit different than what I normally do. I try to really give tips that are like more positive reinforcements, not do like all do's not don'ts. But I did want to throw this one in here and it's don't rush to buy things. Some people tend to think that they should go out last minute to buy these big ticket items before the year end for their business, but this totally is not necessary. A lot of people think that they need to do that so they can close out their books and like offset their income so that they can, it's just so many things. But I've spoken to a number of different accountants when this is not necessary. Now, in some ways, if you specifically budgeted and you have like actual hard and hard and fast reasons why you need to make that purchase in this year, 
then for sure do it. But if you just are following the trend of like, oh, get all your last minute purchases in before the new year so they hit your, you know, 2020, uh, sorry, 2022, a couple of years off there, year, then there's no point in doing it. It can wait until next year. So just be mindful of that. Also making sure that you've closed out all your invoices that you owe to anyone and also following up on any open invoices that are due before the end of the year is super important. So just making sure your books are in order. And my sixth tip would be get a head start. So start thinking about the new year and what what you want it to involve and how you want it to grow and what goals you want to set. Now, again, I led into the saying that it's not a huge deal to set crazy goals and do crazy things for the new year. It's totally fine if that doesn't fit what you're into this year, and that's okay. But if it does, then it's good to get a head start, especially after you just finished doing step three and reviewing and reflecting on your year. That's a good time to follow up with like, okay, what does next year look like? What do I want to bring into next year? And what do I want to leave in this year? And my seventh point, which is super, super important, and I'm actually penciling it in right after I finish recording this episode, is take time to rest. This is so, so important as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as mothers, as workers, whatever. Everyone needs to rest. The end of the year marks the holiday season, and it's the perfect reason to slow down, spend time with loved ones, and refresh yourself. I, as I mentioned, have been feeling a little bit under the weather, and that was my body saying, yo, Katie, you got to stop, pump those brakes, slow down, and just rest, and thank goodness my schedule has allowed that. I will say that my full-time job, I've still maintained going every day, and that definitely took its toll, but I haven't done any additional work just because my body was screaming at me, telling me to rest. And it's so important to listen to our body when it tells us it needs that rest. And if you can get in a good rhythm with your body and give it rest before it starts demanding it, I highly advise it because then you're going to be able to tackle a lot more and handle a lot more because again, you can't pour from an empty cup. So seven is like my favorite number. And so I wanted to put this as the seventh point. Take time to rest. Give yourself grace, slow down, hit pause, and just enjoy the little things. And if you're anything like me, if you're constantly, constantly, constantly going, it's hard to find those creative juices because you're always engaged and mentally it's just hard to dive into it. So I would suggest taking this time to rest, slow down, refresh yourself, and get ready for the new year and come at it strong and ready to go, even if it's a slow burn. Like, you don't have to run across (laughs) New Year's Eve going crazy. Like, just come into the new year slow and refreshed. So, those are the seven tips to close out the new year. Close out your reporting, knock out back burner items and any small tedious things that you've been procrastinating on. Spend some time reviewing your year. Clean up your digital world. Don't rush to buy things, but do close out invoices, get a head start, and take time to rest. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening today, and until next time, keep on diving in.